Hello and welcome to the Law Firm Intelligence Podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Griffiths, Executive Director of the International Lawyers Network. And our guest this week is Bruce Voigter with Stradling, Yaka, Carlson, and Routh out in Newport Beach, California. Bruce, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. Lindsay, it's so great to see you. I kind of missed you in Abu Dhabi. I didn't find you there. <laughs> and um, so it's been a while. It's great to see you. It has been a while. Yeah, about eight or nine months, I think, now since I've seen you. Yeah, it's been a long time. So how are things out in California? Well, it's interesting. Orange County is a geographically small county with a big population, number five or six in the country. And it was having very low incidence, but we're right next to Los Angeles, which has very high incidence. So I think there's spillover now. Yeah. And, uh, so we're having, we're having some people getting sick and uh, Stradling might have had one attorney get sick before it was very big. He had been in London with his family. Mm. And so I haven't seen him, but everyone else seems to be quite well. That's good. Yeah. Are you operating fully remotely as a firm or are you some of you in the office? Well, we of course are an essential element. And so we could remote, we could work from the office because a lot of our clients are essential businesses. Right. And um, at first we had a voluntary work from home. So most everyone ended up going home. A few of our attorneys didn't then and have never really worked from home mm. for a variety of reasons. Uh, I was there uh, yesterday and there was probably on my floor, maybe six attorneys working at the office and everyone else was presumably working from home. And we're in the middle of redoing our entire office space in Newport Beach. And so we had gotten off of 15. We had originally four, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16. We gave up 13, took the ground floor, we're now giving, uh, moving back onto 15 starting last Friday. So that'll be completed uh, hopefully Thursday. And I'll be moving from 14 to 15. And we're going to get ourselves from four and a third floors to two and a sixth floors. Wow. And, um, and that was all done before COVID-19. So I think our, our foresight was really good when we entered our new lease. We've got a long lease and people are saying everyone can work from home. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Some people find it's just way less efficient to work from home. The more kids you have at home, the more energy they have, the smaller your house. It's very challenging. And um, so our small San Diego office, the two full-time partners there have been working in the office mostly and the associates have been working at home. Our Santa Barbara office, I suspect no one's been going in there. Uh, during this, right during this whole period, we moved our Santa Monica office to Century City and had a whole build out. Wow. And I don't think anyone's working from there. So it's, it's been um, wild. San Francisco office um, has been completely working from home because their rules were very tight. And then we have little tiny offices that don't count. So it's been mostly working from home. Uh, some things are okay working from home and some really are very inefficient, especially for the, um, the old geezers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, what is something that you wish you had known at the start of this that would have been helpful? Well, you know, there's nothing really in particular. When it got started, we immediately realized our business was going to go down. So the board, our firm is about 110 to 125 attorneys. Our board has um, five attorneys on it 
from the two profit centers, the municipal finance and the commercial. And we immediately started coming up with a list of who we were going to lay off. And the list got up to um, a few attorneys, uh, maybe a fair number of attorneys, and uh, quite a few staff. So we were developing that list. And then we have two profit centers, and they each have a um, management group. On the my group, it's the executive committee. So I'm on both of those boards, mm-hmm. and we were having an independent list that would feed to the board. And then the uh, Congress did its thing, and um, so we applied for and got a PPP loan, payroll protect protection uh, uh, program. <clears throat> and so we didn't lay people off, maybe as many as 25. So that's a big deal. We did cut the salaries initially of. Um, uh, well, the draws of all the shareholders were a corporation, but all the shareholders got a big cut between 20 and 50% and no other employee got a cut. Wow. And, um, so we've been debating that almost daily since March 6th, I'd guess. <laughs> and um, we're still debating that and we'll probably end up cutting some uh, salaries. And, but the shareholders have uh, been, been very patient with their lower pay and, uh, the pay, payroll protection uh, program is, is going to work out fine, I guess. It's really going to be a little disturbing that they're going to over-publicize it, but I guess that's life. And my municipal finance guys, they got their share of the loan because we're just one firm, and then they gave it back. Wow. Their business went from just blistering hot to zero in April to back up and running, so they just gave it back. That's great. So, it's a very interesting dynamic that we're trying to work our way through. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you touched on um, th- those decisions that have to be made at, at the, the high level of the firm, which are, are very difficult and, uh, and very challenging. How is that something that you then communicate to the lawyers in the firm and the staff in the firm um, in a way that um, is, um, you know, helps to, I guess, ameliorate some of the the emotional consequences that come with it. Yeah, that, that's been kind of a challenge. So first, we made our um, the head of marketing, Robin Gerard, our pandemic coordinator. Uh, she's a good communicator, and then we ended up replacing our human resources person. We felt like she had kind of abandoned us. Then the president of the board, uh, we gather together by phone mostly, but sometimes in live meetings with some of us, and uh, come up with communications to the entire firm, mm-hmm. and they'll send them out. And those are we try and do those kind of regularly. Um, so I, I've taken on, I will periodically call the corporate associates throughout the firm, and just say, how, how you doing? You, you keeping in touch? And how, how are things going? Are your family good? Are you good? So on and so forth. And you never know what reaction you're going to get to those because you're bound to have a conversation. So I did have a funny reaction from one, um, which I didn't know until later. And um, so we try and do a little sharing of communication, personal, a little sharing of the emails, and then a lot of work on what's it look like to reopen. And we decided you can't just have everyone show up on one day. Yeah. First, we had our kind of back office show up. Uh, over a couple of uh, like two weeks and things come up things come up on a basis some of them you anticipate some of you never anticipate so you solve them and if everyone's there at one time it's going to be really hard to solve so we've got those people kind of feeling comfortable Uh, they're all moving up this week literally this week right now 
to the 15th floor. They've been all on the ground floor, so I think they're gonna enjoy it. A lot more glass on the 15th floor than we used to have, a little bit narrower hallways, but kind of a nice feeling. So they're gonna all be able to see out. And um, so that's, I think they're gonna like that. Then we're getting off the 16th floor, which you've been in, and um, we're gonna have <clears throat> all of that redone completely. And that'll, so that'll be a little disruptive for another uh, three, four months, but it'll be good. It'll be a good outcome. And um, so the reopening, we're, we're now getting ready for our next uh, wave of who do, what do we do with reopening? And we're gonna actually have the assistants, formerly known as secretaries, um, for my group at Newport, which is the biggest office, they'll kind of have half come in one day and another half come in a different day. So, and we've got a whole program. So each one will have five days over a two week period that they go in a row. And uh, they'll be the first line of work and then I'll go to the people at home. And hopefully that way we'll be able to do social distancing for a little longer and see how, see if we can get people comfortable. The whole thing is you gotta figure out how do you make people comfortable? How do you make them believe that you really do care about their health and you really do care about them. And so we're working really hard on that. This morning was already two conversations on that one. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I think it's, you know, making sure everybody is as comfortable as you say is, is a really challenging thing. Yeah. Um, have you had any other best practices come out of this besides sort of alternating assistance and, um, and having more open spaces and that, that type of thing? Well, there are a few. You know, we're right now doing our um, contact tracing in case someone is themselves sick, then that's an easy trace and mm -hmm. they're pretty obviously sick. But if their roommate who works somewhere else is working someplace that someone's sick, then you decide, well, do you do that deep a contract? tracing and then do it internal. Mm. So we're trying to decide how deep you go and how bad you go and how does that person that's actually your employee, how do they feel? And do they give the sense of being sick at all? And if their roommate never gets sick, well then you know you didn't need to go so far. So that's one of them that we're just now talking about uh, as we start having a few more people in the office. Um, yeah, a lot more uh, licenses with Citrix for all the remote work. That was an early addition. And our system has really held up terrifically, really held up terrifically. So I, I real kudos to my IT team. And uh, marketing, we've done a couple of fun things to reach out to clients, such as a care package, um, either a bottle of sparkling wine or still wine and some cookies and crackers and a, a telephone charger for the, you know, I think it's uh, Apple 8 or higher, just we put it on it or Microsoft charger, you can just, Microsoft phone, you can just put it on. So a couple of those kind of things. So just things that people start remembering, oh yeah, that's my lawyer, and I guess I ought to call him, and maybe give him some work. And, <laughs> but as far as actual business development, that, that's been very challenging in my mind. Yeah, that was gonna be the next thing I ask you about. How do you, or if, can you even, do business development in a time of pandemic. And I think, you know, obviously we're not just in a pandemic, it's also an economic, a very serious economic downturn. Well, it depends on the nature of the clients. The ones that are highly personal that you have to meet new people, that's really tough. So it's your, your best friends who are clients, have their friends and that's the way you contact them. Otherwise you're not realistically gonna do it. Right. The uh, people that do the debt um, work, uh, like bank work, you know, they can call their friends at the banks and say, hey, I've changed firms and it's time for you to shift firms. I can give you a lot better rate than the biggest firm in the country. And, and so some of that's not so hard. And, and lending is still going on. 
And it's going on in a variety of ways. You know, the uh, Main Street lending, the PPP programs, all the government-backed ones, plus some classic ones. So uh, we're hoping that plays out in a few cases. And so, uh, but a lot of the business development efforts, they're very tough to be realistic. Yeah. A bunch of meetings and you go to a meeting uh, in Orange County, we have something called Octane. That's a bunch of pretty high level businesses and community members. I'm on the board and executive committee of that. We have meetings, but they're on, you know, Zoom or Microsoft Teams or something and you don't feel connected. So it's hard. Yeah. 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 It is tough to do everything over Zoom. I think when you're used to doing a lot of things in person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and Zoom works only so-so if you go through Citrix. And so, for instance, I got onto my laptop, went on to Citrix, got the link, then came back over to Chrome and put the link into Chrome without Citrix, closed Citrix on my laptop and moved back to my home computer for that. But, of course, my home computer, when I got a new computer, I didn't get a new monitor. It's a big monitor. Why do you need a new one? Well, the old one doesn't have a camera. Doesn't have a microphone, so <laughs> everything is that way, right? <laughs> Technology is great when it works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's really great if you can figure out how to get around the issues. It's so, true. Yeah, that. that's wow. true. That's and one true. of the hardest things I found about working at home is uh, I have been practicing law for forty-one years, and so uh, there's things that you didn't do when you started. You didn't have a typewriter. You didn't have a computer. You didn't have a terminal. There were not laptops. And so you work, you printed things out, you marked them up by hand. And all of the reading these documents on the screen, really my vision's gone downhill fast in the last three months for reading on the screen. And so I go to the office and if I've got something big that I need to mark up and really figure out, I go to the work, you know, print stuff, 80 pages fast. At home, my HP is not so fast. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> found that. Yeah. And you, I think you forget how much that loss of time costs you. And for lawyers, when time literally is money, that, you know, it really has an impact. Absolutely. Really, really. And so, um, like I said, I have been in the office periodically, but uh, not continuously. But having more people living at home right now, um, we do have a few interesting changes in our budget. Our wine budget has changed completely. Um, <laughs> There's none of this one bottle shared by Karen and I. It's now uh, <laughs> two, three, sometimes four bottles, you know. Per person. Shows up. <laughs> we, so it's a whole different budget. Yeah. And, and other things are, you know, I've got an electric car and it's, I've got solar, so I don't spend money on gas anyway. But the toll road in Orange County, we've got toll roads. I haven't been on the toll road in a while. And so that saves money. So it pays for my wine. Yeah, I filled my tank with gas once in uh, three months. Yeah, that's a bona fide savings. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> You'd rather be out. I know, I know. It's a very strange thing. I've got um, a 1.30 today uh, client board meeting that I'm going to live. It'll be my first live meeting since uh, February of that nature. Wow. And I've got two conference calls between the meeting and the board dinner, which will be obviously live. Wow. And so a whole, a whole different level of activity. It'll feel really strange to see people in person, I think, won't it? That's so good. Yeah. The CEO of this particular company, they've been, he and his wife have been to our house a couple of times from San Clemente to Puno. And um, so we've seen them, but we haven't seen a lot of other people. So it'll be nice. Yeah, that'll be really nice. 
So speaking of those in-person connections, I think, you know, a lot of us have been trying to do these Zoom calls and, and um, other types of uh, long distance online connections, uh, which are, are difficult. Is that something that you've done with members of the firm to try and keep people connected? Have you found with, you know, you mentioned having several offices throughout the firm, has that sort of made it easier for members of the firm to feel connected who maybe haven't felt connected before? I would say that yes, to an extent, and depends on which person is setting up the meeting. Is it a Zoom? Is it a Microsoft Teams, which really is imperfect for law firms, and I'd recommend don't do it for law firms, especially work. Is it GoToMeeting? Uh, there's there are four or five. And if you've got six people in a conference room, and then you've got 30 on Zoom, it is a little bit messy. Mm -hmm. You, you got to have as many boxes open as you can, and everyone's talking, and <clears throat> their little green circle around them pops up. And so... And if, if you're at my home computer, not my laptop, then they're not going to get to see me and I jump on by phone. And so it's, it's a little bit disconnected, but it's nice to see some people every now and then. And you kind of look at them and say, uh, one of my partners who's uh, on the board, Mark Skyst, uh, when I first saw him, he, he definitely looked like a terrorist. His beard, his hair had gotten kind of wild. His hair, his beard had gotten long, had kind of, the gray part sticking out and the dark oh, part wow. not sticking out as much. And then I saw him uh, last week and he, he at least trimmed himself up some. Uh, unlike me, I just had my wife, Karen, just take a razor and, you know, cut my hair down to half an inch. Going back <laughs> a little bit, so I'm going to have to do it again. But uh, it's like, why not? Right? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. There's no judgments about quarantine haircuts, I think. Right. Nobody right. is allowed to judge anyone else's hair at this time. Well, I'm happy to have everybody judge me because they do anyway. So <laughs> I've got some lovely, it looks like it's shiny, but that's actually gray streaks. So oh, good heavens. Don't have to admit to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. I'm old enough for them. So, so how's the ILN holding up? The ILN is doing very well. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a challenge, I think, when you have a networking organization that has had to move completely online. Um, but we already, you know, have to do a lot of that in between conferences as it is. Yeah. So um, for us to pivot to that direction is not, um, not that big of a challenge. So um, we do a lot of Zoom meetings and we're trying to facilitate them even deeper within firms than we've ever done before. So I just had a um, one this morning for our younger lawyers, which was really great to see some of them. Yeah. Um, very exciting. And um, you know, we have board meetings over Zoom and um, our executive committee, committee is meeting over Zoom. So um, it's been a really, a really big challenge, but one that, uh, that I think all of us have welcomed, which has been really nice. Yeah, well, I'd like to do a pitch for a minute. The yeah. last conference that ILN had, I was the host, our firm was the host, and I felt like I was the host. You and were. I would recommend to all you firms and all you lawyers in the ILN, try to be a host. It, it was fun, it's nice, and you really do get to know a higher percent of the people if you're the host, because you're standing out in front and people wanna know about the local area and wanna know, is this a real winery? Is this a real this? And so it's fun. So if you have a chance, if, if Lindsay doesn't ask, offer. Um, we'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It is a wonderful way to showcase your firm and your city. So it is. 
as soon as we're allowed to do some traveling again and the island opens back up for networking events. <laughs> yeah, the, the incidence of COVID-19 cases is very high in the Persian Gulf, I noticed. So that might be a problem with our October timing. Um, we, yeah, we're about to officially announce we're not going to have it. In yeah. So uh, I, I canceled, uh, I got my one of my two each way air flights for four of us. I was paying for uh, my brother, my cousin, and my son to fly to Chile in August to go skiing. And Chile is a country that has one of the highest incidents now. At first, it had none. Yeah. Now it's a 19 million population, and it's like 13th highest incidence in the, or total cases. So I had to cancel that one. I had to cancel Abu Dhabi. American Airlines was very nice. Uh, British Airways has been terrible. Oh, really? My recommendation is if you are flying and if you can avoid British Air, do it. It has I been terrible. That's a shame. I had a good experience because I had to cancel my um, uh, Berlin Marathon tickets with British Airways and I had a good experience with them, but I have heard a lot of negative. I've things. had a terrible experience. That's I have yet to be reimbursed a lot of money. So yes. my, and I told them if they didn't do it by this um, podcast, I would be podcasting <laughs> Wait them at all costs. We will put it out there yep. on you the internet. <laughs> Everyone will know. Yeah. All right. So what is one piece of advice that you have for lawyers and law firms who are navigating this sticky wicket of the pandemic? A couple of pieces of real bona fide advice is don't rely on email with your clients only. Oh um, older guys, they call their clients all the time. Younger attorneys, pick up the phone, call them, ask them questions, smart ones, dumb ones, be interested in them. If you want to keep them, you got to call them now and then. Pick up the phone, get to a final decision. Don't assume that a final decision is made on text or emails. That's, that's one thing that a lot of my young attorneys, they just don't get it. They, they email and they assume they've got the answer. So pick up the phone, make it feel personal because it is. And this is the most important thing to your client. And our clients are smaller companies, so they're CEOs and CFOs. They're the, the people. Mm -hmm. Not you know a subordinate uh, fourth level um, attorney. They're they're the people. So reach out to them, talk to them, come up with a care package, whatever you can do to make them think that you're thinking of them. That, mm -hmm. That's my recommendation. Yeah, that's really important, and I could not agree more. And uh, so, what is something totally separate from all of this that you're enjoying at the moment? Well, uh, my daughter and son-in-law. Uh, have a child, Desmond, and uh, March 16th, they live in, lived in Redwood City, March 16th, they got noticed that they had to shelter in place, which is more uh, tight than stay at home. And so they were both at work. By the time they got home, they debated, they called, and late that night, they started driving and uh, 400 plus miles, made it part way down until it got late and it was snowing over the grapevine. And the next day, March 17th, they show up and they've been in our house since. And so I've had the just absolute privilege of having my grandson be at our house since uh, March 17th. We did sneak off to Lake Tahoe with the five of us so I could do my yard work up there and then take them to their apartment in Redwood City and leave them off, take the grandson and run away. So they have <laughs> moved out of the Bay Area. And there's a lot of for rent signs in the Bay Area right now and yeah. apartments. So that's been a total pleasure. Yeah. It's a complete pleasure. Yeah. 
That's just wonderful. Yeah, I think it's nice to hear stuff like that. And everyone I've talked to says the same thing, that more time with their family has been the thing that they're enjoying the most. Right. Well, and they were going to move to Texas in their mind. Oh, wow. Moving to Rancho Mission Viejo, which is probably eight miles from our house. Oh, that's great. um, So a complete difference. They're waiting for their house to get built. Should be able to move in October. So they're pretty excited. That's probably not as excited as you guys are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just so great. Yep, it really is. That's wonderful. I'm so happy to hear it. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure as always. I've loved So good to see you as well. Thank you. Um, And to our listeners, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Law Firm Intelligence Podcast. We will be back next week with our next guest. And if you have a moment, please go rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks much, Lindsay. So good to see you. Thank you. Bye-bye.